Welcome to the 14th Annual Omaha Entertainment and Arts Awards. The Omaha Entertainment and Arts Awards celebrate the live art of the Omaha Metro. For 15 years, the nonprofit award show has recognized local musicians, stage performers, and visual artists. You know, uh, to me, the OAAs are uh, a crash course in learning to love our city. Public votes determine the nominees every year. Voting is now open through August 31st. I mean, it showcases and highlights just a fraction of the wonderfully talented artists, performers, and creators that this city has to offer. On this podcast, we dive deep into some of these artists' stories. Welcome to this episode of the OEA podcast. Today, we are joined by four members of Asensia Latina, Paige Nola, Chris Tontinola, Alexander Sanchez, and Hilo Allers. Now I'll throw it to Mark for him to properly introduce our guest. Essencia Latina is a 13-piece band and eclectic group of musicians from all over Latin America and the U.S., a two-time winner of the OEAA for Best World Music. Essencia Latina aims to share our love of salsa music with audiences and inspire them to dance with us. Essencia Latina has performed at many venues, including Jazz on the Green, the Holland Center, many local and regional festivals, as well as private events. During non-pandemic times, Essencia Latina can be heard monthly at Rhythms Lounge on 108th and Q. Uh, we would like to play a real clip, a real quick clip from this year's award show. Uh, is, that, is that okay with you? Oh, well, thanks. Hi. Um, yeah, we got this call from this guy like five, six years ago. It's like, you come play bass, you girl, yeah? And I was like, yeah, sure. Um, and so it's been really cool the past uh, six years to play in this band with my husband. But it's also cool because my great-grandfather and his brothers were the first mariachis in Omaha. Yeah! Viva la raza! So I was really proud to be one of the first uh, salsa bands in Omaha. So I hope to continue that legacy and... Uh, Viva La Raza. Viva La Raza, indeed. indeed. <laughs> well, how long have you been with Asensio Latina? Um, I said five or six years, but we were just talking, and I think it's been seven years now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Again. <laughs> um, yeah, we didn't really, I don't think any of us expected to win that night. Um, we had been nominated several times, it's been, it had been a while since we won, and that was fine. Like, we didn't promoted or anything and you know it's not about winning it's about playing but mm -hmm. it was a surprise and an honor and later on when I had you know a little time to sober up I one of the things that was really amazing to me is that we won and we're a band that doesn't sing in English mm -hmm. and with everything going on in this country exactly regarding migrants and people that look different it was just that really that really meant a lot to me Omaha and uh again speaking to that uh that that legacy that you mentioned in the speech and really what's going on right now um what what is the importance to you of keeping that that legacy going and keeping that culture uh, alive and well yeah it's so important i think even when i started i didn't realize the following that salsa had in omaha um and salsa music I joke, I'm the only one that's uh, Mexican, I'm part Mexican, in the band, and Mexicans don't listen to or play a lot of salsa, but we have people in the band from Venezuela, we've had people from Panama, Puerto Rico, 
So I think it's really cool when like all these people come out to our shows and it's just like, yeah, it's beautiful to see all this represent- representation in Omaha. And uh, how has being a part of that representation and playing in that band with your husband, how has that, that been for you? I mean, it's super great. Anytime that, uh, you know, you can go out and it's like our date night. We play <laughs> together and then, and then we actually get paid to go out. <laughs> when we won that night, I was playing with a different band at the award show. <laughs> and okay. And so I was up there on stage before and then I had to go backstage where after the band did our set our, our song and then and then I didn't realize that we won at all. I was backstage with a different band. And she couldn't find me, right? So then she comes back and she's like, We won. I was like, Who won? Won what? <laughs> you know? Um but yeah it's it's been fun, you know, traveling around and staying out late and gigging and um getting to know this music. This music has been super fun to learn as a as a big as a musician and to challenge me you know to learn and push myself this first you know couple rehearsals in a year or two it was it was uh not easy you know mm-hmm. to figure out this music and to learn it and try to be authentic because uh, i didn't grow up with it but um definitely have fallen in love with it and it's been, it's been a joy uh so yes yes um as you mentioned you are getting to learn uh salsa music and i think um just Latin American culture as a whole is widely misunderstood um, by by Americans. And uh, what what are some of the things that you learn? Uh, definitely like stereotypes that you learned about salsa that that you you kind of hear a lot that might annoy you, or, or some of the biggest lessons that you had uh, as you took that journey. Um, me personally, I can think of two right off the bat. Um, I get this a lot being a female bass player, but I will still get like oh you're a girl you play salsa like Alex had said earlier he realized <laughs> <laughs> you know there was a girl and that's not a singer you know um so that's cool to be able to you know see that and be like point them to other salsa bands because like there's another salsa band that's completely women um from Puerto Rico so that's pretty cool um and another stereotype again is just I think all Spanish speakers in this country get lumped into oh you're Mexican and mm-hmm. that's not the case at all. Like I said, I'm I'm one of the palest <laughs> Latinos in the group, and I'm the only Mexican in the group. So just to, this music is for all people from Latin America, and it truly, I think, belongs to us all. You know, growing up and being you know classically trained music musician and going to music school and doing the whole thing, um, salsa was not a part of my education at all. Um, very underrepresented in, in American colleges and universities and teaching musicians how to play this music. Because of that, it's just kind of like, oh, maybe it's not as complex or not as good. You mm-hmm. know? But it is super <laughs> and complex and, and intelligent and well-crafted. And it, it's, it, you know, I've gained a huge respect and love from like the intellectual side of the music, mm-hmm. um, as well as just like, hey, it makes me want to get up and dance. Like, at the end of the day, I don't care what I listen to. I, I want to feel something from it. I don't. I don't want to just sit there and go, "Oh, that was nice." You know, I want to have a connection to it. And I feel like with, with the music that we play, it, it it gets that connection to the audience um, and makes it really fun to play. But yeah, just just it's not represented. You know, mm-hmm. and like two degrees in music, and it wasn't ever you know not Never. part of it. So to be able to learn it, you know, from people that are grew up with it, like my fellow bandmates, you know, and just be part of it too it's it's been, it's been really cool uh what are one of the things that you wish people knew about uh salsa that you learned 
it has a, a lot of energy, first of all. And then uh, you really want to dance. Just you really want to move. But behind this whole, a lot of music and, and a lot of drums is, is a lot of comfort. You know, not only the lyrics. Sometimes the lyrics are really pretty, sentimental. And some lyrics are actually not that complex. Mm -hmm. But the music behind, it is. That, that, that's a, it's a funny part. So I I actually grew up listening music, listening salsa, but actually not playing salsa. I'm from Venezuela. Okay. And back there, I grew up uh, playing music, traditional music from my city. That is not even the traditional, what we call Venezuelan music, Oropo, and a few others. So just a specifically one from my city. But salsa was always there. And I got it from my dad a lot. He was playing, uh, like, in the weekends, you know, like, making some food for the family. And he had this long plate, no CDs, okay, the big ones, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> LPs, uh, and playing music, uh, some music from Oscar de Leon, who is very famous in Venezuela, uh, some music from La Fania, the star, um, and then that's where I start getting the salsa, I start getting to, to listen and, and to feel the, the dancing. And then when I, when I got here, and I, and I see the all these people dancing, all the salsa community, the, the salsa community around Omaha, and not only in Omaha, because I've been in, let's say in Des Moines, Des Moines area, it's, it's very similar. Hmm. You will see probably 50% of dancers are white American people, right? And the other 50% right on the dance floor are a little bit of everything. Mm -hmm. it's, it's all color. It's like a big rainbow. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, beautiful. And it's amazing how they are just there for the dance, for sharing, feeling the music. They enjoy the music. Right. And they, they want to express. Yes. So what what made you want to start, uh, since you, is it that to see that joy in, in, in people and to, to spread that? Or what, what well, as, as um, a co-founder? I, I have a project like this, like Esencia Latina, Back sometime around 2006, seven, with another Venezuelan friend, two, sorry, two more Venezuelan friends. Uh, and we got together and talked about it, but actually we didn't start at all. 2012, I was in a freight elevator, hmm. and there was a piece of paper that said, we are looking for musicians. We want put together a Latin music band. And then I raised my hand. <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> I picked the phone number and I called. So actually it was a guy that I just met, Tony, uh, he's a Cuban American, and Cristobal Okendo, who is a Puerto Rican guy. I called Tony, hey, so I'm interesting. I I, I can I can carry the instrument. <laughs> Let me try. <laughs> I went to the first rehearsal. Uh, they like how to ask, how do I sing? And, and that's how everything starts. You know, we really have the main plan, but what they told me, we, we want to play salsa and a few other Latin uh, rhythms, rhythms, or maybe merengue, maybe a little bit of cumbia. Uh, I, do you, do you want to join us? He said, yeah, absolutely. So, but what, what, what do you want to play? He said, anyway, hmm. in, a, in the street, uh, in a festival, 
there is plenty of festivals around Omaha and then we can, you know, show uh, our music because in the past, every time that the, there was a festival around, um, every Latin, like a salsa band or merengue, it was coming from all over the place, but not from Omaha. Not even from Des Moines or, I think there was only Kansas City area. There was, and there is a band, yeah, from Venezuela. They've been playing for a long time. But here in Omaha, nothing. Uh, yes, we have a lot of representation with the Mexican music, a lot. But hey, how about, you know, salsa, you know, Caribbean music? Mm -hmm. So that that's what they say, let's do this. Let's do this. And, and yep, start working together, getting more people, new people. So uh, why why the name uh, Cynthia? Uh, what is what does that oh, mean? Oh wow, uh, we were, yeah, we were like trying to put things together. We did, to be honest, we didn't have a main plan actually how the band is it was gonna be mm -hmm. because you can make also a small a smaller band. You don't need you don't need thirteen people. <laughs> you can do it with eight. You can do it even with five something. But we want to show as. You know the best and more like original, and make it make it work. And with Essencia, we we discussed several names, honestly. In Essencia, um, you know the like the word Essencia, Essence, Latina. We we want to bring that part of the salsa, and that's pretty much why. The Latin essence mm -hmm. is, is the essence yeah. of the culture. Mm -hmm. um, speaking of that, you you mentioned several several different countries. You have a very diverse. A band, or what? What is it like working with so many different cultures and so many different personalities? Well, we can speak to that a little bit since we're not. <laughs> so, you know, initially there were some growing pains. Um, you know, one of the things, like, the biggest culture clash that we had was was the concept of time. Okay. So, like, when does rehearsal start? Starts at three. So the people that are used to going to music school and having rehearsals with other, um, you know, white people, basically, we'd show up and we'd, we'd be there at 2.30, 2.45, ready to go. <laughs> and, and then we come to find out that we weren't going to start until 3.30 or 4. You know? <laughs> and, and so the time was a different thing. And, and, and then, um, then also working with people who have a lot of opinions about how the music should go. Um, and some people lasted in the band. Some people didn't. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, you know, some turnover with that. Um, you know, and then over the years, we got to be more professional and we, we like, this is how we're going to do this and this is how we're going to ma maintain it. Um, but there's definitely, you know, with it, with this music, um, it, there's so much energy. And so, like, the challenge, I think, for us was, like, taking that energy and harnessing it constructively because there are a lot of people that are just have so, pa so much passion and want to um, make it really good. So we had to kind of work on, okay, well, who's, who's going to have this type of role and who do we go to? go to during rehearsal for this type of thing and who do we defer to and that way we don't all kind of you know speak at once and you know there's a learning curve but yeah that that initial you know couple year or two it was it was it was a struggle getting, getting together, you know? <laughs> even just if everybody showed up just getting 13 people 14 people to do anything is, yeah is a is a challenge so um you know we figured it out it took some time we figured it out <laughs> yeah. i mean a lot of it's like language barrier so not only from Spanish to English, but also in the people that just grew up playing and the people that could read music, because it was not the it was not the truth that one person knew how to do it and the other person didn't. It's, both people knew how to do it in two separate ways, and mm -hmm. so it was learning to communicate. 
that way on top of a, a language barrier and learning. I think it was the epitome of like, you're not, just because we're doing it this way doesn't mean that you're wrong. <laughs> and so, uh, learning how to do that. I remember those first, gosh, we'd spend five, six rehearsals on one song. And now we can do, <laughs> you know, we can do six new songs in one rehearsal. Okay. Um, so we definitely grew a lot. And it seems like uh, everything sort of grows together as the band grows. Uh, so do the venues uh, playing at the Holland and things like that. How has the how has the crowds been? Uh, and definitely as you again go through this journey of, of playing and uh, coming together and learning about salsa as a band, how has the Omaha scene salsa scene sort of grown over the years? Uh, for me, I, I like to play for everyone. I love to play for the dancers. Uh, for the dancers that that are great dancers, and and when I'm saying great dancers, it's not because they do a, lot, a bunch of turns, you know, like oh my god, they, no no no, those dancers that are they are actually dancing on time, and even those that they, they are not on time, but they are enjoying, they they are having fun, so I love to play for them. Absolutely, I love to play for people who knows about music, and they hear the band, and then you can see they're over there in the corner or somewhere, just looking and looking, and then like a, like a, like searching their neck like this, trying to listen from one side, and then moving their head like that. Mm-hmm. So I like all the edges. Um, the um, the salsa scene has been growing amazing. Uh, I've seen people, I've seen dancers um, that maybe two years ago, they, you can see that they were dancing a little bit. And now, wow, they, it uh, looks like they are professional, you know. Um, and they, they like uh, to go to dance, but they prefer to go and see and dance with a live band, with live music. Uh, yeah, absolutely. They're gonna they like a DJ, but they will prefer to do it with the live music. That's something that we appreciate. Mm-hmm. So for us playing and they're dancing or just watching, uh, it, it, it is an, an amazing feeling. I have been in a gig that I was tired for all the activities that I've been doing during the day, like very tired, honestly. And as soon as we start and I hear the music and I got all the feeling, all the experience, instrumentation and horn section and um, all the drums uh, is like uh, I got an, an injection of energy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I don't need it. <laughs> I don't need a beer, even though I do. You know, I have a beer or any other drink, but I that's what I feel yeah, right away. Awesome. I have the energy back. Uh, and people have been really uh, good followers, fans. They We've been playing, let's say, um, um, what's this, this, this small town? Yeah. So some of the dancers, hey, we're going to play in Grand Island just in case. Oh, they drive. They're just to, to you know, show up and dance over there with yeah. us. Uh, so that that's for us. It's, it's, it's amazing. It's important. Okay. One of, one of the things that I really love is, like, I see... Um, you know, like uh, this couple, they are like seventy years old. They they just took a couple classes, you know, 
dealer and how to dance uh, uh, salsa. But it's it's actually it's it's very uh, delightful seeing them, how they enjoy. You know, they're there, they're full of life. You know, that's that's the moment, and they don't care. They say, "Hey, yeah." And while I'm playing, I see them, and I go, "Gosh, I wish that when I reach that age, I still at least play." You know, they don't all dance, but at least you know play. That's one of one of the things. You know, this is very uh, rewarding. You know, see that kind of uh, the uh, effect that you have on 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 all the people. That's very is a very good thing. I just want to add, like, to the community growing. We've done a couple times where we've had concerts or uh, gigs with um, a salsa band from Kansas City and a salsa band from Des Moines. We did three salsa bands in one night, and people came from both of those cities to see, and then obviously the Omaha crowd. And so it's just great that like there's that community and there's that support there for this music. And it's, I mean, all of us are out there watching all of them, you know, too. Cause, and then they come out and they watch all of us, and we're all just like kind of like fangirling all over everyone be like oh that's so great oh you guys do this and so like that community and almost like a sense of family sometimes it's just like because some of these people have been coming to our gigs for so long mm. occasionally even met her husband from the gig right ah. <laughs> yeah one of our singers nice. yeah he, nice. uh, he came to a gig and he was in the crowd and he was just like oh she's so beautiful oh my goodness she can sing so and he didn't realize he was standing right next to her mom <laughs> mm, mm. Nice. <laughs> so, they're married now. <laughs> Funny how that works. Happily ever after. Um. So uh, aside from helping people find the love of their lives, uh, well, what are some of the things that you're most proud of of Asensio? What it seems like this, you speak with a lot of proud pride uh, in, in the band. What what are you most proud of? I I'm, I'm very happy and proud of like playing in in front of many people. Uh, let's say Justin the Green. Uh, that day it was um, it, it was amazing. Not only it was that this um, Justin the Green was one of those goals that we had pretty much from the beginning. When we started, this, oh my God, we can play Justin the Green one day, and it happened. Several years later. After the first rehearsal that we did, or first practice rehearsal, tryout, whatever you want to call, in a garage, <laughs> so we played a Jackson the Green, and I don't know how many people were at the moment, but I know it was so many, and uh, we find out there were close to twelve thousand people. Mm. Yeah, they said more than eleven thousand, close to twelve thousand. He said, "OMG!" And right in front of the stage, you could see. All kind of people dancing, no matter what. Some some of their them were dancing amazing. <laughs> some of them were jumping amazing. It doesn't matter. They they enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. That that was something amazing for us and for me. Now the Holland Center, it wasn't special for kids. So there were kids all around Omaha. OPS, right? Uh so the teachers, uh, we had a, a, some kind of meeting first with teachers and people from um, Holland Center. And they had a little book with, a, with some information about salsa, about the clave. So the teachers went back to the school and teach the kids some of the lyrics of the songs that we were going to play. Nice. Uh, these kids, they, they, 
we had they had questions. They made questions to us, like questions like, oh, oh wow, what kind of question is that for, for eight or nine years old? And I don't think more than 10, right? Something that between eight, nine years old. And, and then you can feel that that was original, you know, kids don't fake, or mm -hmm. at least that's what we said. <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, that for me was a, an amazing, rewarding time. Well, how the kids re react to, to the show. We received letters later from the kids through the teachers. And by the way, some friends called me one day after, hey, my son was at the Holland Center yet last night. He said that he saw you singing. <laughs> yeah, I was getting people together. Uh, not only not only because they got mail, no, uh, that was, that's a good one, right? <laughs> but also getting people together to share a moment in the dance floor uh, is something that for me uh, it makes me happy. Like my heart starts boom pumping really hard. And it, uh, there has been a moment, a moment, sorry, when probably we didn't get much pay, honestly. But um, my pay in that moment, it, my payment, it was that we did good and people liked it. And when we finished the show, when we finished the first set, and then we went out to say hi, people just come to us and thank you. Mm. Thank you for, for keep for doing this, thank you for bringing live music to Omaha. Thank you for, please don't don't stop. Keep keep doing this, right? That's that's some of the few things that I feel happy about. And have the opportunity <laughs> to to try to get together to to rehearsal and to know each other. There is not easy. So like we said before, Venezuelan, Cubans, Puerto Ricans, Panama. And people around the United States, not only from Omaha. So that's uh, that's that's a lesson, you know, growing lesson. I'm really proud of all those things too. I mean, the Holland Center is really cool for me too because I had um, students from my my band program that I teach at, and I was able to take them as a field trip, and they got to see, you know, me perform in my band, and they got to experience that too. And that was that was really cool. I would just echo. Um, sharing the music with people especially with people who, who normally wouldn't experience it go to the jazz screen and also we, we played a barbecue festival in iowa and that was a lot of fun and and those people probably have never really heard salsa before maha. Uh, playing maha you're not typically the crowd when we played maha was um it was really cool to again to share share music with people that maybe wouldn't have been exposed to it um so Even just um, not this past one but the year before we played and I remember looking out and seeing Jocelyn. I think everybody in Omaha knows who Jocelyn is, but um, see her out there dancing, but she's not the only one. Like people are up and they, again, like they don't know how to dance, quote unquote, to salsa, but like they are moving and they are feeling it. It's, that's a really cool thing. Yeah. Well, it doesn't seem like uh, you're, you're going to be going anywhere anytime soon. Uh, we are in the middle of a pandemic, uh, but but uh, I'm wondering, I'm curious, what what does the future of Ascensia Latina look like? What what's what's up next? Are you guys still working? Are you guys still um, rehearsing? What what's what's up next? As far as the uh, rehearsal, we right now we kind of like uh, on the bench, if if you will, we figure something something out. Um, I was talking to um, 
my my brother in back in Puerto Rico to get some new arrangements. We are thinking about going uh, going to try uh, more original numbers rather than covers. Gonna try to shift a little bit from covers, more originals, and and less covers. Um, kind of like uh, and come back with with new rhythms, um, and whole new different uh, set uh, of songs. So um, we, we that's our goal right now, uh, getting with new material, and um, and I'm pretty sure that we, I mean, we have the potential to to do whatever. We, we want it. There's no limit what these guys can do. They're smart, so <laughs> they can do it. They can pull it off. Well, I, I think we're uh, running short on time, so I'll have to cut it there. But I'm, I'm, man, I'm excited uh, to to see what Essencia Latina has moving forward. Excited to see what, what original numbers uh, you come with, and just keep keep bringing the culture, keep it alive, and, and keep spreading that joy. Uh, and again, thank you, thank you for sitting with us. Thank you, All right. And there you have it. Essentia Latina. This has been another episode of the OEAA podcast. Have a good one. Thanks for listening to this episode of the OEAA podcast. This podcast is produced and edited by Sophia Ritter. This production is recorded at Mind and Soul Studios. To find out more about the Omaha Entertainment and Arts Awards, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at OEAA Awards or visit our website at oea-awards.org. Voting is now open through August 31st, so make sure your artist gets the support they deserve. Make sure to tune in next time to hear from another artist about winning an OEA award in the art community in Omaha, Nebraska. Everybody, we did it! That's it! <laughs>